So, Will, how are you? Oh, are you good? Are you a nice guy? How are you feeling? Are you feeling like a good guy? Are you going to have a nice chat? Are you going to be really like kind of obnoxious and mm. grouchy? Yeah. Which one is it? Which are you going to be nice or grouchy? You're going to be nice, Will. Or are you going to be grouchy, Will? I think you're going to be grouchy, Will. Today. Incorrect. Okay. I'm going to be nice, Will. Only leaving nice, Will. Good. <laughs> okay. Remove one of the options to leave the other. And what are you going to be today? Are you going to be sniveling weasel, yeah. weasel Steve, uh-huh. slug Steve, yeah, or or open, friendly, chatty Steve? I like this. It's like with children where you give them a, <laughs> give them a choice so yeah. that they feel empowered. If you, you say, choose one, you'll get a yogurt for <laughs> yeah. your pudding. Do you want carrot sticks or do you want a tomato? My name's Will. And my name's Steve. You haven't got time to read War and Peace. Even if it is one of the greatest novels of all time. 587,000 words. 612 grams. That's the weight of the book. 500 characters. 361 chapters. Three volumes. Two epilogues. And a collection of maps. We're going to summarise all of it for you. This is War and Peace in just seven years. <laughs> Stephen William Welcome to the end of season three. Ooh. Oh <laughs> yeah, well fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> it, feel, it feels weird because uh because we've done it a bit differently this season. We've had the special and now we're we've been on holiday, uh, but now we're back and then and now we're here. Steve, I'm worried, mate, because I think I've forgotten quite a lot of stuff. Quite frankly, I've forgotten almost everything that happened last season, and it was very, very, very hard to write my questions. Same here. We had a chat outside the studio. I was joking about uh, the menage a trois, that kind of affair in season three, and Steve honestly looked at me like I was talking about a different book. It's going to be a very interesting quiz. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you that somehow don't know what we're doing right now, <laughs> well done. I'm, I'm, I'm well done. It's incredible that you've made it to here without <laughs> picking that up. But this is the quiz episode. It's a special episode. We're going to go back and um, learn about what happened, remember what happened, really have a good long soak in what happened this season via the medium of quiz. Under the umbrella of competition, healthy yeah. quiz based competition between friends. You've lost both of them so far, I think. Wow, what? How do you even know <laughs> so, that? Unbelievable. I think you've lost both of them. <laughs> I, but some of that, some people might say, is down to my incredibly harsh grading. Yes, your, your decimals. Difficult questions. Mm. Some might say that. Or some might say it's because I'm stupid. <laughs> some, some also might say that. <laughs> so look, Will's the underdog. He's got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can he come back? I've got it all to play for. Or is it going to be three for three for, as I say, as I call myself? Big Steve. (laughs) (laughs) He does. He does call himself that. Let's find out. Cue game show music. All right, then. So we've got four rounds in this quiz. We've got two rounds from Will, two rounds from me. There's 20 points up for grabs there. And, (gasps) and. There's an and? There's a special extra bonus listener question. Oh, my God word it could be the difference between will losing three in a row and me winning three in a row so let's let's see what happens steve it's round one question one steve yeah and everyone else for one point here we go prince vasili he's cunning He's connected. He's a contender for father of the 19th century. He's desperate to marry off his children because he wants but one thing. Yeah. An all-expenses-paid trip to, to Disneyland, Disney Florida. Paris, Florida. <laughs> we went with Florida in Florida, the end. Florida, okay, yeah. The question is simple. How much will his holiday of a lifetime cost? <laughs> okay. Now, before you answer, Steve, uh-huh. I'm going to give you a bit more info. Okay. It's for two people. Yeah. I thought we should take someone with him. Nice, of course. Business class flights. Oh. Hotel, airport transfer, taxes, yes, and then a two-week fun time pass. Wow. I will accept your answer in modern-day pounds, sterling, US dollars, or rubles, <laughs> or 
right. rubles as of the 19th century. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You've got a lot to pick from. Well, it's interesting you look that up because that will relate to something that happens in my quiz. <laughs> oh, good. This, might, that might come in handy for that. You might have done well there. Um, well, that's really very generous of you to offer me all those different currency <laughs> options. For one that's, point. That's fantastic. For one point. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, Two people. I remember researching this as, as, mm. as part of one of the readings, and I think it came to about nine grand. Right. But that, I don't think, was business class. I think that was the cheapo package. Right. That was um, the sort of entry-level, you know, rubbish, really. Who wants it? Who <laughs> yeah, wants, yeah. What a waste of time. He's a prince, mate. He's not flying economy. So I think it's going to cost, and I'm just going to go with this, £20,000. Is that modern day sterling? Modern day sterling, but I'll give you in the other ones as well. <laughs> please, um, please do. Uh, <laughs> 20,000 modern day sterling. <laughs> yeah. Um, 24,000 euros. 20, <laughs> I don't want euros. $6,000. <laughs> okay. And uh, or p- p- probably about, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 40 uh, 19th century rubles. <laughs> what amazing, <laughs> an amazing collection of numbers. Um <laughs> It's, you are wrong, well, of course. All of them? <laughs> yeah, you're wrong on all of them. Um, you weren't even close, really. Oh, um, okay, very quickly, um, for those of you listening at home, in modern <laughs> sterling pounds, £13,783. Okay. In dollars, 18866 In modern day rubles, 1397563 and 63 I don't know what a pence of a ruble is. And in 19th century rubles, 1,264. Interesting. We'll come back to that ruble inflation (laughs) conversion figure, I think, later on. (laughs) We'll fall out because I don't necessarily trust it. No, no, no. (laughs) Question two. For one point, Steve, and those of you at home, there's nothing more romantic than an arranged marriage by your father to solidify power and money. Brings a tear yes. to my eye just thinking about it. And mine. But what's even worse is when you fall in love with your potential husband only to be cheated on. Happens to me a lot. Steve, what instrument was instrumental, see what I did there, in uncovering the adulterous traitors? I know this one. Oh, you're so confident. It was in the title of the episode. Yes. There was, of course, treachery <gasps> at... The what? The, the what? spinet? No, clavichord. Oh, he's it done was a it. Clavichord. Oh, you absolute legend! It was indeed the clavichord, perhaps on which three blind mice was played. Oh, perhaps, <laughs> but we just don't know. If anyone has a clavichord and can play three blind mice, I'm sure those Venn diagrams overlap. They must do. Please send in a clip. We'll play it. We'll listen. We to will. It. We'll we definitely look. We'll definitely listen to it. <laughs> Question three, for one point, Steve and everyone at home, the word devil appears 14 times in book three of War and Peace. That's such a good fact just to know. That is good, yeah. For one point, I'd like one of the exclamations or sentences in which it appears. I thought of giving you one fourteenth of a point for all 14, <laughs> but I honestly just will not go that low, That's my the sort of thing I would do. It is. However, if you do get all 14, I'll give you 1.01428571142 <laughs> okay. points. You're going to live to regret that because that's what I'm going to win by. <laughs> Um, you devil, devil have him, you devilly devil Germans. Go, devil, be the devil. <laughs> Do a bit come, all devils. <laughs> devil, come, you devilish man. Devils all around me, devils. <laughs> Why, you devils? The French, you devil. <laughs> I did say you do them all at once. Something like that. <laughs> oh, my God. It's hard to say it. Just that all happens so quickly. Listen, I'm going to quickly read them out and you you tell me if you get a point. Uh-huh. The devil knows. Yep. So May that. the devil take them, the traitors. <laughs> oh, go to the devil. Like yeah. a fairy devil. To the devil. What the devil do I want it for? What the devil, Albanians and devils. And this someone <laughs> was he, the devil. What devil brought them here? <laughs> devil take them. What an incredibly weird two minutes. <laughs> I, I think I said one of them. I think I think I said somewhere in the middle. I didn't say the one about Albanians. I've you never didn't even, say that. But the one in the middle, I think I said, so maybe I'll get a point. 
Do you know what? Half a point? Do you know what? Honestly, just from the way you answered it, you can have a point. That's fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> That's fine. so kind. You can have a point, mate. I just want to stop it. Question four. Final question. For two points, Steve. Ooh. What's going on here and how does this resolve? Very vague. Bonus point. Yep. Name of the episode. I'm going to do some acting for you. It would have been hard to drive up, Your Honour. I heard, Your Honour, that a minister is coming to visit, Your Honour. What? <laughs> a minister? What minister? Who gave orders? The road is not swept for my princess, my daughter, oh. but for a minister? For me, there are no ministers. It's like being there. Your Honour, I thought, you thought, rascals, blackguards, I'll teach you to think. I'd like to know what's going on there yeah. and the name of the episode. Oh, well, I'd just like to start by saying a wonderful performance. Thank very you. emotional to be here in Thank the room you. and Thank experience you. that firsthand. It means a lot. Thank you. Um, the name of the episode is There's Snow Business Like Sad Business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wanted that to be said out loud. What num- Do you want the number as well? <laughs> no, I don't want the number. Oh, no. right. I just wanted you to say it out loud. Thank you. That's your bonus point. Now, oh. just explain what's going on. What's what's going on is that Vasily is coming to start the wedding uh, process, start to try and get the marriage going. Mm-hmm. He's coming to Nasty Nick's house in the countryside. Yep. Nasty Nick doesn't want him to be there, and so he gets the the, the servant man to put snow in the road <laughs> in the vague hope that that will yeah. sort of deter them, and yeah. and also particularly just not show them any kind of like deference it's one of the finest rinses of all time (laughs) and not to spoil that episode but of course it ends with the snow being put back yeah very (laughs) very clever all right steve that was good you got two points there so i'm now going to quickly add up your points (laughs) (laughs) steve you got Four points. Wow, that's a record, isn't it? It might be a record. It's a real shame if you win this bloody quiz again. You know, it's very kind of you to make your questions so gettable. So accessible. Well, look, that's the end of round one. Round two. Will, that was a very generous round. Thank you, mate. I've got some questions for you now. Have you? I think they're equally as gettable. They won't be. So, (laughs) So, you know, really just put yourself into it. Yeah. I know you can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it for decimal pointages? There may be some decimal points yeah, at some points yeah. during my quiz questions. Good stuff. Question one. In episode 52, yep. Inside the Letterbox, mm-hmm. we learn that young Nicky Rostov's family has generously sent him 6,000 rubles. It's a ruble question, is it? <laughs> it's pocket money. <laughs> so it's good that you've done your research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might remember, Will, that Rostov spent this buying um, a horse. It possibly might have been Janet. We're not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he visited Caroline the Hungarian. Yeah, okay. And, he, and there were various other tempting wares that he spent his money on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, Will, for one point. One point, is it? How much good old American modern day dollars would that 6,000 rubles be worth today if he hadn't frittered it away on so many tempting wares? We're going to fall out over this, aren't we? (laughs) Maybe, maybe, (laughs) probably, almost certainly. (laughs) All right, 6,000 rubles. Well, from your question earlier on, uh, 2,500 was about 13 grand. So double that, that's 26 grand, but that's pounds. So that's maybe 30 grand. Did you say dollars? Do you want it in dollars? What do you want it in? I like it in American dollars, please. Why dollars? All right, so I'm going to go with... The key to these questions, audience, is you shouldn't think about them for too long. I'm going to go with 30... What? Why are you interrupting me? I'm just saying it's also not good to hear someone do mental arithmetic uh, in their head uh, on a podcast. (laughs) Disagree. I'm going to go with $39,000. Don't sigh. Giving it away. (laughs) I hate you. Well, look, Will... I can't give you the point, but right. look, I was going to be quite generous because I was looking for an answer somewhere between $80,000 and $6 million. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that the range that you were given? I've, I've checked it. I've, I've, I've looked at the replies from several random internet people that I've I found online. I'm going to have to show you my Reddit thing that I found. I think we've looked at exactly the same Reddit post. Unbelievable. Yeah, the only the only bit of helpful information I could find is that the average wage of a worker in 1870 was 25 rubles a month. 1870 is even later. So 1870, yeah. We'll probably do a steward's inquiry on that and I'll wait <laughs> I will wait until the next quiz. So no points for you there. 
Question two. This season, well, I'm sure you'll agree, we've had a lot of very enjoyable and amusing moments. We have <laughs> over the course of the book. It'd be weird if I didn't agree. <laughs> Would you agree with that? You would. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure the listeners can think of a few as well. Mm, I hope so. (laughs) And I know, and I know know probably what the listeners are thinking of right now and what you're thinking of right now. There's one particular moment that no doubt is coming to the the front of everyone's minds. (laughs) All right. Yes, I'm I'm of course talking about that amusing exchange between Kutsuzov's groom and the bandy-legged domestic surf. The best bit of back and forth comedy (laughs) I've ever heard. Wearing a peak cap and a sheepskin coat. (laughs) Yeah. So, well, for one point, please give me the punchline to this famous joke. (laughs) I'm going to set you up and you just need the punchline from you. Cheers. Tit, I say, tit, said the groom. What? answered the old man, absent-mindedly, and then... Thresh a bit. Yeah, I'll give you I'll give you very close. Go tit, thresh a bit. <laughs> oh, I didn't get the go tit bit. Some time passed in silence and then the same joke was repeated. Go tit, thresh a bit. You've got points on the board. Yes. Question three. At the end of book three, Will, mm-hmm. Napoleon and Dr. Larry decide to leave poor, wounded, possibly fatally wounded Andy Pandy to the care of quote the district right do you remember that i do remember that bit because it's a very weird strange weird saying he's very bilious he's very nervous it's not worth taking him back to <laughs> dr larry's it. tent it's not he, worth it he, he takes on basically completely healthy patients <laughs> so um, he's got to keep his numbers up anyway he's left to the care of the district in the 2016 game smurfs village created by bongfish studios okay <laughs> okay Players can use 30 Smurf berries to buy Baker Smurf's hut. Can they? Which, once purchased, yeah. appears, bear with me here, appears in the Planet Swoof district. There, there's the link. And there's the link. The Planet Swoof district. Yep. Once you've got the Baker's hut, yeah. once you've purchased it with the th- with the berries, yeah. um, Baker Smurf's <laughs> hut will, of course, as you probably are thinking, mm-hmm. give you give you five hundred XP every twenty four hours. Wow! And wow! And will unlock the limitation of buying what shaped decorations? That was it. Just went on for so long. <laughs> what you were saying? What shaped? decorations There's a decoration i'm looking at blank shape decorations <laughs> and this is this is where that question led yeah. eh? so look i've got a couple of ideas i've got perhaps i could go with smurf shaped or i could go with tear shaped or star shaped or heart shaped okay you know there's so many options D- dare i say dare i just say smurf shaped well let me give you a clue because i do uh, <laughs> it's maybe a, i do agree it's a bit of a difficult question it is isn't it bear yeah. in mind which kind of hut you've bought with the 30 smurf berries whose hut is it say the name of the hut owner baker smurf's hut bread okay and you want to one more guess i'll give you one more guess roll no it's dessert shaped decorations i was looking for unfortunately that's no points it's that my god <laughs> you said bread it was looking for dessert <laughs> You said bread. I'd love to take bread as the answer. I would, but it's dessert. Yeah, you wouldn't have bread for dessert, would you? So you can't take it. No, no, no. Question four. There's been quite a lot of death. How many points is this for? (laughs) This one's for two points. Good. If you let me talk, you'll find that out. Good, all right. Well, there's been quite a lot of death in in this season of of War and Peace. There has, yeah. Soldiers were dying, horses were dying. And of course, as we mentioned, Andy Pandy himself potentially knocking on the pearly gates. Um, But War and Peace isn't the only book where there's a fair bit of ambiguous death. Changing the book. Changing the book. (laughs) We've talked about this as a surprising amount this season. Of course, I'm talking about Roald Dahl's famous classic and the 1971 film Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. (laughs) It's amazing because I've got a question on that film too. (laughs) Okay, God, I hope it's not the same one. We write these in in, in isolation, so it's possible. This is funny. I hope it is the same one. Well, just in case anyone doesn't know, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is, of course, about a fairly eccentric sweet manufacturer. Yeah. Um, kind of like an Elon Musk of chocolate sort of character. He is, and nothing excites him more than <laughs> tempting children into his factory. Very unsafe factory, lots of health and safety. To lead them to their demise. Risks. <laughs> yeah, to teach him a lesson. Someone likened it to a children's version of Saw. Which oh, I wow, yeah, okay. Okay, so It like, is, it yeah. really is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Will, my question is, mm. what happens to each of the five children 
Wow. And Ooh, five. And what are their names? That's for 0.2 points oh each for each, for, each, for each fact for each small factoid that's 0.2 points a maximum of two points over grabs there's so many things to say <laughs> just feel quickly okay what are the names of them uh, their names and how they possibly died mike tv how did he die he ate a tv Okay. That's my first one. Okay. Amazingly, amazingly, you've got points on the board for that. Mike TV, I'm not going to ask you how you spell it because it's spelled a bit strangely. I assume you spell it right. Mike TV, he didn't get uh, swallowed by... What did you say? He ate a TV. He didn't eat a TV. He pretty much got eaten by a TV. He got shrunk um, and put inside a television and Oompa Loompa takes him to the taffy pulling machine for resizing. Yeah, okay. Okay, that's enough. 0.2 points. (laughs) 0.2, I'll write that down. Uh, I guess Charlie counts. Yeah. Yeah. What happens to Charlie? He gets abducted in the glass elevator. What? Uh, does he die? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. So, so 0.4 <laughs> points for that. Thank you. Charlie and Grandpa Joe nearly ah. get diced. Oh, because they go all floaty. Yeah, they, exactly. They yeah, they yeah, have yeah. Some, some fizzy pops or whatever it is. They nearly get diced by a large ceiling fan, but they burp themselves to safety. They do. Yeah. They do. Is one of them called Veronica, Veronica Salt? Close enough, I'll give you that. Veruca Salt was what I was looking for. What happened to Veruca Salt? Very kind of you, Steve. Um, I'm pretty sure one of them just turns into a big bloody purple mess and just like explodes. So I think she's the chewing gum girl. So I think it's chewing gum. Right, you've got got 0.4 points, but from different people. Oh my God. So that's not what happened to Veruca Salt. That happened to someone else. So do you want to have another guess of what happened to Veruca Salt? Oh, hang on. Did she drink the, the did she drink the chocolate river? Okay. <laughs> no, that's not what happened to Rukasol. That's what happened to one of the other ones. Oh my word. Uh, so this is the, yeah, so one of them is sucked up into a tube of chocolate that leads to the boiler. Um right. the only way to save this person is to get them out of the pipe immediately, which Wonka chooses not to do. So mm. they probably die. He's made his own mess. Uh the, the, another person who you haven't named yet eats some experimental chewing gum turns into a human-sized blueberry and potentially explodes off-screen. Yeah, look, Steve, I'm going to level with you. Yeah. I've done enough there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I you've can't done really do well. anymore. You've done really well. I gave myself point two for the chewing gum bit as well, if you'll let me have it. Yeah, and the chocolate tube. Oh, and the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, honestly, Will, you did exceptionally well there. I'm just going to tell you the, the three things you missed. So, Veruca Salt, what happened to her is the egg decator machine determined that she um, is a bad egg. And it sends oh. her to either the garbage room or the incinerator. Wonka yeah. isn't sure which one. <laughs> yeah. um, and the person that goes in the chocolate tube, that's Augustus Gloop. Oh. And the chewing gum girl is Violet Beauregard. Violet Beauregard. That's the end of my round, Will. You did exceptionally well. Do you want to know how many points you got? Yes, I'd love to. Let me just work it out. You got a storming, a storming, incredible, given the circumstances. Yep. 2.2 points. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Round three. Okay, everyone, welcome to round three. Steve, welcome. How are you doing? <laughs> all right, thanks. <laughs> you yeah, doing all right? Fine. Absolutely good, fine. Good, good, good. Okay, question one. Going to give you a quote here, Steve. And all I want is who said it and some context. Now, I was okay. being nice when I wrote this, but maybe now I mean the exact context. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Here's the quote. At a time of such love, such rapture and such self-sacrifice. What do any of our quarrels and affronts matter? I love and forgive everybody now. <laughs> Who I, said it and context? Uh, I think, I think it, from, actually from your performance, actually, I kind of recognise that from when you did that in, you know, that just sounds like Ooh. the person. I think that's Andy Pandy. Okay. In his dying moments looking at um, Napoleon at the end. Oh, it's sort of an insult to my acting oh. that you were taken to the completely wrong answer. <laughs> oh, God. The thing is, Steve, uh, you forget oh there's two lads who almost oh. died. There's two men, really, that kind of drive end of season three, right? There's Andy Pandy yeah. and there's Nick Armherty. Oh. Rostov. Oh. This was Nick thinking back to his argument with Andy Pandy oh. and forgiving him because he'd just recently seen 
Emperor Alex. Oh, okay. Super Alex. Okay, okay, okay. I should have maybe listened a bit harder or... What you should have done there was listen to the words a bit more. (laughs) Okay, thank you for the advice. (laughs) Thank you. No points. (laughs) You like saying that, didn't you? I really do. Question two. (laughs) I told you I had a question about Willy Wonka. I'll read it out as if Uh, we haven't had it. (laughs) Boris Wonka and the Chocolate Barracks. Uh A shocking episode where it turns out that the Russian army had somehow managed to take over Willy Wonka's Olmutz residence in the Czech Republic. (laughs) It's confusing. I was very surprised. (laughs) I was was as surprised as you. My question is simple. Name all of the characters of Willy Wonka. (laughs) In the 1971 film, Uh Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, what was used instead of chocolate for the Chocolate River? Oh. For one point. Sorry, the question. So the question is what was used in the actual film? Mm. You know, like they used brown water of some kind. Exactly. What was used? in the actual film instead of melted chocolate because that's obviously mm. obviously very expensive well look first thing i'm thinking i'm looking at you i'm looking at thinking about what i know about you i'm thinking this could be a trick question mm. maybe they did use chocolate mm, expensive all right <laughs> okay. yeah yeah melt the wonka doodle bars yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah um well it's got to be something brown isn't it correct and it's going to have a sort of viscosity to it mm, yeah um it's gonna be thick yeah. So this is good, say, good thinking, you little detective. I'm going to say gravy. 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 <laughs> I'm <gonna> say hot, <laughs> hot gravy. It would actually, Boiling hot gravy. It would be cold for safety. It would be cold, cold gravy. Cold, cold gravy. Is it cold gravy? Not too cold, <laughs> just like swimming pool temperature. You're going to kick yourself, Steve, uh, because you actually technically already said it, but not given oh. as your final answer. Here's a quote. The flowing river was simply filled with brown-coloured water. (laughs) (laughs) For God's sakes. Uh, Do you know what, though? In the 2005 film, they actually did... Well, they didn't use chocolate, but they used stuff that was thicker, probably more like gravy, because that chocolate river looked so crap in 1971. Ah, damn. Darn it. Damn. Nil poire. Have I got any points this round? No. Okay. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Question three. This is for two points. If there's one thing the characters in War and Peace love more than anything, it's sending and receiving letters. Oh, yes. None of us will ever forget the incredible letter Nicky Rostov sent to his family. I believe read over 100 times. Yes, it was. And it was, it was good. It was nice. <laughs> it was good. Worth it. I actually spent some time delivering letters myself, didn't I, Steve? <laughs> you did. You, you made a very good postal person. <laughs> thank you. You did a good job. Thank you, you very, very much. Proud. I am. Thank you. It means a lot. Well, modern day Russia has a beast of a postal service oh. with not one, but three types of mailbox. Wow. <laughs> okay. I'm quite interested in this. This good, is cool. Good. Yeah. Listen carefully now. Okay. One for messages across Russia. Right. One for correspondence within the city. Right. And one for first class deliveries. Fast. Okay. Three mailboxes, three colours, 0.3 recurring points <laughs> for each colour, and a further 0.3 recurring points for the correct type. Wow. So I want the three colours, and then I want you to match them up. And if you do right. that correctly, you'll get two points. Right. There's one for fast mail. There's one for sideways mail. There's one for local mail. Amazing. Um, I think one of them's going to be red. I think one of them will be yellow. And I think one will be um, blue or green. But need, your, need your final answers blue. there. Blue. Oh, my God. God, this is incredible. Right, look, <laughs> well, look, got, so far... Got them all right or got them all wrong? So far, you've got them all right. That's nice. There's one point already on the board for you. Now, for the final one point or uh, thirds of points, yeah. just match them to the correct mailboxes. So you've got across Russia, in the city and first class. I needed this because I haven't got any points this round. Mm. This bit, I think, is quite impossible. (laughs) This is just blind luck. I should get one, you know, a bit of some points here. Um, I'm going to say 
The fast male is blue. Fast is blue. I'm going to say local is yellow. Local is yellow. I'm going to say across is red. Okay, my friend. The traditional blue is for messages across Russia. Incorrect. The red is for correspondence within the city. No. Incorrect. (laughs) And the yellow is for first class deliveries. Incorrect. No. (laughs) But, But, you lucky little devil... You got yourself one point there. Well done. Some extra info if anyone wants it. There are 140,000 mailboxes in Russia. Wow. It's impressive. Wow. Question four. Final question. One of my favourite things in War and Peace are the absolute savage rinses. Well, this one is the most savage of all. For one point, I think you're going to like this question the most. Okay. For one point... Please regale us with the story of Napoleon and the handkerchief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's only one caveat. Okay. I'd like you to modernise the story. I don't care about names. You can use the same names if you want. I just want it modernised. All right. Okay, so, like, Napoleon's down the pub. Yep. um, (laughs) Like Just to start with. And he's invited... He's a rapper. Napoleon's a rapper. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. this Napoleon's now. a rapper and he's down the pub and he's invited <laughs> yeah. another famous rapper. <laughs> <laughs> he would do. For a drink. Yeah. And they're both having a drink together. Yep. But Napoleon wants to, you know, so he, he, he thinks, Napoleon thinks he's the best rapper. He does. And he wants to make sure the other rapper, <laughs> yeah. we'll call him uh, David. Okay. Um, he wants to make sure that David, the rapper, knows that, he, that Napoleon, the rapper, is the best rapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm following. And so he, he gets out his um he takes his he takes his it's weird actually he takes his pants off <laughs> he takes his pants off yeah um that is weird and do you mean trousers here or like underpants the, uh, what's underneath the trousers <laughs> okay yeah, yeah and he drops them on the floor <laughs> that's yeah this is good and and it's a you know it's a statement it's a, such a statement and david the rapper he's got to respond yeah. will he will he Will he pick up the pants? <laughs> will he? And give them back to Napoleon the, the rapper? Or will or what will happen? And if he picks them up and gives them back, he's basically saying, I'm not a good rapper. That's basically right. Yeah, you've got it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, to cut a long story short, David the rapper stands up, takes off his pants as well, the underpants, he throws them on the floor. And, and well, you know, the rest is history. What, no, to be specific, what happens? What does Dave do? He's got there's two pairs of pants on the floor. Uh-huh. What, which ones does he pick up? Uh, he picks up his own pants. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, it. That's it. So that's, that's it. Yeah, and, the, and the rest is history. And the rest, the rest is history. It would be impossible <laughs> not to give you a point for that. You can have a point for that, mate. <laughs> Thank you very much. The pants threw me. I didn't think he was going to drop drop pants. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Yeah. That's just smart. What, that's just what happened. <laughs> I'm just telling you what happened. Steve, let's see how you did in that round. Just going to quickly add up your points. <laughs> Just add them up. See if you can do it. I'm adding them up. Give me time. Steve, you got two points. (laughs) Okay. I'm pretty I'm pleased with that. I think I turned that around. Okay, Will. Round four. It's the final round. Wow. You're in the you're you're behind probably, I think. I'm not entirely (laughs) sure. I'm always behind. I'm not sure what the scores are. It's not looking good for you. It's not. Let's see if you can pull it back. Okay. Question one. No one, I think, would deny, Will, that, that Napoleon is, is a smart guy. Mm. Oh, yeah. As we've seen this season, he's done some incredibly smart stuff, very smart army stuff, very smart fighting things. Agreed. But, but Will, he's not just brains. He's also an incredibly snappy dresser. Oh. So, Will, for one point, just tell me any of the styles that Napoleon has rocked this season. Okay, so, straight up, blue coat... Oh, I made the question too easy. <laughs> damn, damn. Uh, yes. Is that, is that the answer? That's one of the answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a white glove. Yeah, you only get one point, but that's right, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to get the third one? Just humiliate me with the third one. What? Uh, uh, he's got boots on. No, okay, no. no. You still get the point, but the third one was a grey overcoat. <laughs> grey overcoat, But I right. will remember that question was way too easy. It's <laughs> too easy. <laughs> this one's a bit harder. All right. Question two. This season, Will, I'd be interested to know if you agree with this. Mm-hmm. Would you say there was quite a lot of fog, mist, 
Smoke. Normal amount. <laughs> Lots. Lo- less. Do you know what? Do you know what? More mist, smoke, and fog than normal. <laughs> more, more than I would normally expect in a in a part of a book. <laughs> I'd agree with that. Yeah. And I just wanted to take this moment to say to you, Will, that you were very helpful um, with that bit of information that you that you brought to the table, which was that. Uh, well, maybe you can tell us. Fog is, is oh, the difference between fog and mist. Um, it's all about how far you can see. Yeah. So fog is when you can see a thousand meters or less. And mist is when you can see more than a thousand meters. Exactly. It's very simple. But there are many, many types of fog and mist uh, this season in, in War and Peace. It's not just it's not just simple fog and plain <laughs> old mist. No, no. <laughs> okay, well, so I'm going to give you half a point for each of these. Okay. Um, I've got a list here of uh, Met Office, official Met Office definitions of subtypes of fog. Wow. I've got four of them. Have you? If you can get me, for each one, you get half a point. Okay. Um, so thick fog. What's your definition? What's the definition of thick fog? Thick fog, according to the official government weather people, Met Office people. You can see no further than ten meters. Less than 180 meters. Less than 180. So you said 10. I'm going to give you <laughs> a, a tenth of the point, so you get 0.05 points. Okay. I'll take it. <laughs> I'm writing it down. Okay, so second uh, type of fog is, of course, famous. We've heard this a lot. Dense And sorry, fog. just to clarify, the first one was thick fog. That was thick fog. That was less than 180 metres visibility. We're, looking, we're talking about dense fog now. The clue here is which way on the scale are we going, eh? I think dense, correct me if I'm wrong here, <laughs> but obviously you won't, yep. is thicker than thick. Okay. So I say visibility is reduced to under 100 metres. <laughs> okay, well, oh, unfortunately, you were wrong, but you were right, but you were wrong. Okay. Yeah. So dense fog, it's less than 50 metres oh, visibility. It is thicker God than... Sake. Dense fog is thicker than thick fog, but... <laughs> I hate you. The third type of fog yeah. is ha and fret. What? Ha and fret. Okay. Also known as coastal fog. Coastal fog. Or it's also called har and fret. It's also called that as well. Coastal fog is under 20 metres. Uh, unfortunately, coastal fog is the scientific term for fog at coastal regions. Okay. So that's what I was looking for. Were you? So yeah, you this got, is unbelievable. You, this is this is low. You got that wrong. This is so low. <laughs> you Are you telling me the answer was coastal fog? A fog at coastal regions. <laughs> Fog near the sea yeah. was the answer. Coastal okay. fog. Yeah. I suppose you never said they were all distances. Har and Fret is the, the Scottish and somewhere else's name. All right. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter. does it? You're not interested. Fine. All right, last one. See if you can, see if you can get a point here. Uh, the fourth one that I'm looking for a definition of is haze. <laughs> haze. Haze. Like haze is less than thick. I think you've put the one you can see the, fur- the furthest. No, I'll, be, I'll give you a clue. This is Do a, give me a the clue. The answer I'm looking for here isn't a distance. All right. Is the definition of haze like it's hazy, steamy, hazy, a light fog? Oh, I, I nearly gave it to you there. Oh, come on. But you did say fog. Actually, haze isn't fog at all. Oh my it's God. not fog. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's I not, can't take it's this. It's not fog. It's small, dry particles. Uh, like it's basically pollution. So I was looking for that. I was looking for you to say it's not fog. It's not fog. <laughs> Unfortunately, you did say the word fog. So I can't give you that. Oh, did you enjoy writing that question? I did enjoy myself. Did you? Yeah. No points. Actually, sorry. No, you got uh, some. 0.05, I believe you gave me. <laughs> Thank you, master. So, I'll write so, that down. Something you can be proud of. <laughs> question three. We were just talking about pollution. We were. And, Will, that's exactly what you would get if you decided to burn all your possessions. Correct. As many of the soldiers were instructed to do in episode 56. Correct. All of your questions are about listing hundreds of things. (laughs) This one isn't. This one isn't. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All of them. Hundreds of things. (laughs) Just so many things. (laughs) It's impossible. It's, it's absolutely impossible. As, as many of the soldiers were instructed in episode 56 before going on the big, big battle. Yes. Uh, which didn't go very well in the end, but that's, um, that's water under the bridge. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. So for one point, Will. All right. Can you name just one of the six things that the soldiers burned? 
Yes. Okay. Tell me, please. Shed. <laughs> Just one? <laughs> Sheds. Yes. Plural. All that they burnt, right? They burnt all of the sheds. That's very good. I'm not going to give you any more points. Do you want to have a guess at these, some of the other ones, other things they burnt? <laughs> All I can remember is the things we made up. They burnt like the the baked bean tins, the <laughs> shoes. If they had <laughs> shoes, they didn't want wardrobes, yeah, <laughs> little cars, <Anything> else? <laughs> dogs, I don't yeah, know. Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Things they didn't need anymore. Chickens. Chickens. Why are these animals? Um, <laughs> dressing gowns. Dressing. They wouldn't need them anymore. Coats. Too many coats. Yeah, yeah. Well, fortunately, Sheds was correct. Yes. So I get the point, so it doesn't matter. You get the point. Here's the quote. The soldiers were gathering around the fires, throwing into the flames the remains of sheds, chairs, tables, wheels and tubs, and anything that they did not want or could not carry away with them. So I would have given you a point for anything um, Anything. that they they did not want. Oh, it's an insult, that question, Or couldn't carry. Or couldn't carry. So, you know, like... um, 500 chickens. A thousand bricks. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because you can't carry it. But one brick, incorrect. A one brick, I wouldn't have given you that. So for the audience at home, whatever you've written down, if you can actually carry it, it's wrong. Yeah, and if it's something that they didn't want, then it's wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. <laughs> Leave that up for you to decide. Just just do, do mark it honestly. Do, please. Okay, Will, it's question four. <gasps> the final question of the quiz. Oh, my word. Can you get enough points to win? I don't know. I don't know how many points (laughs) anyone's got. I don't think so. Okay, here we go. (laughs) I'm not sure, but I don't think so. Caroline, Mm -hmm. remember, wrote in this season to tell us, quite shockingly, I think that uh, that we were wrong about Napoleon being a small small man. Mm -hmm. It was fake news, she said. Mm. It was a misconception, and we had been duped. Nice try, Napoleon. (laughs) (laughs) Nice try, Napoleon. (laughs) Caroline said that part of the confusion... Uh, was that the French inch was actually bigger than the English inch. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, his height had been misreported. You know about that, Will, because you actually told me about that, didn't you? I did. At some point in this season. Many moons so you, ago. You know a lot about that. You're, you're actually, I would say, of the two of us, you're an expert on that. I'm an expert on Napoleon's height. Would you say that? You're an expert. And also the inch. On the inch, thing, on the height. French inch thing. Yeah, Great. yeah, yeah. Well, this won't be, any. none of this will be a surprise to you then. Okay. So the French inch, also known as the pouce, okay. um, is about... 27.07 Stop it. millimetres. Stop it. It's too ludicrous. Millimetres. 27.07 millimetres. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as you know, oh, as of course you know, because you, you you told me about this. Did I? Um, that is, of course, exactly one twelfth of a pied du roi, <laughs> which is a royal foot. Yep. Which is itself, as you know, oh, um, one sixth of a toise du chatelet. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. Danny DeVito. Yeah. That's three children. Does he? The second youngest is, of course, his daughter, Grace Fan DeVito. Okay. She was born in 1985. She's right. an Aries. Yeah. And she's 170 centimetres tall. 170. That's according to megastarsbio.com. <laughs> it's about five foot seven, if you're wondering. <laughs> no one is. So, well, my question is, for one point... How tall is Grace Van De Vito in Toise de Chatelets? <laughs> what was the Toise de Chatelets? That's the six. I can't tell you, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> cannot, cannot tell you that oh, information. Christmas. So what's that? 30. So there's 12 inches in a something and there's six of them in another something. <laughs> Pretty much. Is that the idea? So, and then divide that by six. <laughs> can, can my can my answer as bad as can my answer just be one? You can be it can be one. One. You can say one if you want. I don't understand. You're so you're giving up. You I just... think I think she's seventy French inches tall. Right. That's my answer, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. I'm looking for it in Toise de Chatelet. I don't care. Okay, I think fine, she's seventy. Fine. French Pied imperial du- inches tall. Pied du roi. Yes. Um, okay, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> oh, um, God. I've got the answer in Toise de Chatelet. That's all that's what I work in. Okay. Pousse is 27 millimetres. Yep. A Pied du roi is 32 centimetres. And then a Toise, which is m- bigger, that's 1.949 metres. Right. 
So she's not 1.9 metres tall. She's not, Because that would no. be too big. She's only 0.872 twice the shot lets. Well, unfortunately... When I said one at the beginning... Yeah. Yeah? Not having that, are you? No, I was looking for maybe 0.1 either way or something w- like that. Were you? Were yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> anyway. Roughly 0.1, was it? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, yeah. sorry to say you didn't get that point. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll be, I'll be kind. I'll give you the difference between your answer and what the actual answer well, was. What's that? 0.2 something, Something like that. Like, we'll work it out now. Now, we'll work we? out now. Yeah. Well done, mate. Cheers. You did really well. Thanks. Well, well, fantastic. A very valiant effort. And, Thank you. Um, I, I, I applaud you. Cheers. I'm not going to tell you your score now because, of course, now it's time to find out who won. <gasps> Final scores. Okay, Will. Yeah. I've done the calculations. Have you? Have you done your calculations? I've calculated correct. <laughs> okay. All right, then. <laughs> all right, then, Will. I'm pleased to tell you yep. that in the... Book three, inaugural quiz for War and Peace in just seven years. Yep. You managed to tally up 4.378 points. <laughs> Woo! It's a valiant effort. Incredible. <laughs> an incredible score from an incredible player. Well, Steve, <laughs> I've crunched the numbers. And in the book three season quiz, you got a total of... Six points. <laughs> He's done it again. Oh. He's won. Or has he? Oh, yeah, of course. There's the special question from... There's Pete's question. Pete. 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 He's called Pete. He's called Pete. He's Pete. His name's Pete. Pete. It's not. I don't know why I got hung up on that. He's called Pete. Thank you very much, Pete, for sending in this wonderful link to the BBC British television show quiz show Pointless. Why has Pete sent us in a link to a quiz show, Steve? People are asking. (laughs) Why? Well, well, incredibly, he's managed to find a bit of War and Peace stuff in the wild. Oh my word. It's not just us talking about war and peace, it's, it's other people out there too. It's a it's a quiz. It's a quiz, it's a real quiz. So we haven't watched this clip. We're going to watch this clip now with you. Then we're going to think about it like you are for the entire Try and figure episode. it out. Try and figure <laughs> it out. Try and figure <laughs> it out. At the end we'll hear the rest of it and we'll see who wins and they'll get some points. It's going to be It's going to be great. Honestly, it's going to be brilliant. And just a little heads up, this game show right pointless. The idea is the answer you give has to be the most obscure. All right, the most obscure. So let's have a listen to this. Huge congratulations. Here goes. We gave 100 people 100 seconds to name as many characters in War and Peace as they could. Richard. I mean, this has got all the hallmarks of absolute guesswork from every single person in the studio, (laughs) hasn't it? Um, There's going to be six names coming up. Listen. Four of them are from War and Peace. Two of them we made up. Can you find the two pointless answers that nobody mentioned? I mean, we might as well throw a dart at a board. <laughs> Let's reveal the six potential characters from War and Peace. Two of them are pointless. We have Aliona Ivanovna, Anatole Kuragin, Anna Pavlovna Shera, Dolokhov, Vera Rostova, and Yasnaya Polyana. Apologies to Russian speakers. So there we go. What are your thoughts about it? Well, I've made my decision already. I'm not going to, I'm going to be honest. Okay, good man. I'll be honest too. Okay, my thoughts are option one and option two, they're out of there. I've got no time for them. I don't understand Alunia, them. Don't Yasanaya, get it. Don't never get heard it. of them. Never, never heard, of them. heard of it. Never heard of them. Gone. One's gone. Last one's gone. Listener, N- listener, you lock your answer in your head as well. Lock it in now, please. Good. Thank you. All right. So look, now we've got the names. Now I know all of them. Yeah, I know Vera. She's got a mouthful of spiders. I know Dolokhov. <laughs> he drank rum and fell out of a window, but he didn't fall out, did he? And I know the other Anna one. Anna Pavlovna, great party. She, she had a cough in episode Anna one. Well, he's a is he boring one or the ugly one or the good looking one? I can't you know remember. he's good looking, he's and he had an affair river. with Madame Bordienne. Do you know what I'm going for? I'm going with my heart. I'm sitting on the windowsill with my rum. Oh, okay. I go for Dolokhov. You're going to go for Dolokhov. Yes. A good choice, I think, Will. He's not like a major character. I went for Vera. Vera. A similar mindset. Yeah, mouthful of spiders mouthful hidden of away. Mouthful of spiders hidden away. Don't actually hear from her that much. Yep. Unless you notice that she's got a mouthful of spiders, you could say she's a minor character. So then you far. can't forget her. Yeah. <laughs> Once you know about the all the spiders <laughs> yeah. pouring out of her mouth. Yeah, every, yeah. Anyway. Hard to forget. It changes things. All right, it then. Does. So let's listen to the answer. This is for five points, listener. You have to be correct and have the lowest one. 
Oh no! Bad luck. Uh, the two in the middle score points. Uh, Anna Pavlovna, Shira, and Dolokhov are both in War and Peace. One point each for those. So the, of those other two, Aliona Ivanovna and Vera Rostova, one is correct and one is wrong. Literally no idea. Yeah. Um, um, is Aliona Ivanovna the person from Strictly? No, that would have been funny. That, that would have been funny. Unfortunately, there's no. someone from Crime and Punishment, which is much less okay. funny. But <laughs> there we are. Is an incorrect answer. There we are. Uh, um, Vera Rostova is the uh, is the pointless answer. Yes! So, um, Unbelievable stuff. Yes. No one knows War and Peace, eh? Wow, that's that was a surprise. So here are the pointless question answers for you at home. If you said Alonya, you don't get five points. If you said Anatol, you get five points. If you say Anna. You don't get five points. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> I haven't thought this through. You hadn't thought it Basically, through. you get five points if you said Anatole or Vera, and everyone else doesn't get five points. That's what we're saying. Anyway, onwards. So, well, what does that do for the scores? <laughs> what does it do for, the, does scores, it do for the scores? It doesn't change my score. In second place, yeah. I have 4.378, and this season's quiz winner, <laughs> season three. Champion. I like to be called a champion. Champion, if yeah. you will, yeah. is, of course, our good friend, Steve with 11 points. My biggest win, I think. Your biggest win by far. So if you at home are looking at your scores and you're going, wow, I did worse than that, or wow, I got exactly the same, or wow, I did better than that. Or wow, I got a perfect (laughs) score of 25. Well, and you might be wondering, what does that mean about me? What What does does it say about my personality? Well, if you got less than five points. Like I did. Like Will did, that's going to make you Darren 3, the newest horse, the least impressive. Barely impressed anyone yet. If you got less than 13 (gasps) points, that's going to make you a Darren 2. Oh, middle of the road, good Darren. A good Darren. It's not the best Darren. It's a good good, Darren. It's a good Darren. Listen, it's a good Darren. (laughs) It's a good, it's a perfectly acceptable Darren. You should be pleased with that, Darren. And if you got 20 points, (gasps) anywhere between 14 and 20 points, then that's going to make you Darren 1. Congratulations, the best Darren, always going to be the closest Darren to our hearts. Incredible. Also, if you got 25, you'd be a Darren one. Oh, there's 25 points, sure. (laughs) But look, (laughs) if you got 20, if you did honestly get 25, you might need to get off the charts. We have (laughs) something wrong. We haven't got a name for that even. (laughs) It doesn't deserve one. Amazing. It's too, too amazing. Listen, thank you very much. And hey, see you next week. See you next week.